Hey, 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 this is Ty, the Family Made Mom, coming to you today talking about broken boundaries. Uh, broken boundaries is something that I wanted to hit on simply because I think we don't really look at what boundaries are and how they can be broken within the home, but it's so important to at least discuss what it is, what it looks like, and how we can fix it. We're talking about organizing the home, bringing order into the home. We ended season two talking about respect and honor. So really, it's just about finishing that adjustment process. For those of us who did not start it uh, at the time when quarantine, uh, we first started quarantining in 2020, there's still time. There's still time to get your house together. Uh, and thank God for his grace and mercy and allowing us the time to do so. Uh, when we talk about boundaries and broken boundaries, I want to look at the word boundary first, uh, because a lot of us have a concept as to what broken means. But boundary sometimes is a little bit different. When we look at the word boundary, uh, remember I told you Google's my friend. I go to uh, define boundaries. And it says, um, a line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line. It also says a limit of a subject or sphere of activity. So uh, when I look at a line that marks the limits of an area or a dividing line, I look at it as a cutoff. It's my point before I tip over the edge. <laughs> it's my dividing line of sanity versus insanity. It's my dividing line of... Uh, being respectful versus me um, being disrespectful. It's about what I can and cannot take or handle, what I will or will not allow. That's what I think of when I think about the word boundary or boundaries. And then when we look at the word broken, um, broken, of course, comes from the word break, which means just to separate or cause to separate into pieces as a result of a blow, shock, or strain. Pause there. So if something is broken or if something breaks, it's as a result of a blow, a shock, or strain. When we think of a blow, we think of a hit. Uh, it can be a verbal hit. It can be a physical hit. It can be a uh, traumatic hit. Uh, case in point, something happens, you know, something traumatic happens in your life, whether someone passes away, something happens to you directly or to a family member. It, you know, it hurts. It's a blow. It's a shock. It causes some form of strain. Uh, when we think of shock, you know, that one's pretty self-explanatory. Like, oh, I cannot believe you just did that. The wow factor kicks in. Or the word strain. You think of strain, you think of a strain in a relationship. Something is pulling you or stretching you beyond what you really want to be stretched. To break also means to make or become inoperative. I want to stick right there for the word break. When we think of something breaking in our home, we think of how in relationships something happens, words are spoken, actions uh, happen that cause something to become inoperative. Normally it's that part of us that is connected. It's the connection that becomes inoperative. And we look at that and we think, oh man, what can I do? You know, most people think of the common things. Oh, somebody cheated. Oh, somebody lied. Somebody did somebody dirty. Well, in the home, the home is not just husband and wife. Remember, the home also includes our children. So when it comes to our children, what boundaries are is it that um, are being broken or are breaking? Or are taking a strain? What, what is coming into pieces? What is being separated into pieces rather? And are we the cause? I always believe at addressing stuff at the root. You'll hear me say that so much. I believe in that because unless you address the root, everything else keeps growing. The weeds keep growing. The mess just keeps growing. So um, 
or the mess keeps spreading. The infection keeps spreading, the hurt, the pain, it keeps on spreading and nobody wants that. So that's something that we definitely have to address because we just don't want that. We don't want that stress. We don't want that strain. I look at it like people don't like to talk about boundaries. They don't like to talk about what we do on our own to cause, well, I'll say not even people. Sometimes I don't even like to talk about what I'm doing to cause things to break, to become separated into pieces as a result of a blow or as a result of words that I've spoken or some type of stretching or strain that I'm bringing to any relationship in a home. Sometimes I don't want to address it, but the God on the inside of me will cause me to address it. And most of the time the Lord will say, did you look at you first? Because you're really good at pointing out what someone else is doing, but what have you done, Natalia, for just you? So I definitely like to start with myself. If you're not in a place where you can start with yourself, I, I really wouldn't encourage you to try to deal with broken boundaries because you haven't dealt with the broken areas within yourself. The Bible says it best, physician, heal yourself. Heal thyself. Deal with you. Deal with the issues that you have within yourself first and foremost before you go to address the hurts in someone else. Because you may find that you are the one that is causing the pain. If you are the one that is causing the pain, it only makes sense to deal with you. When you go to God and you say, God, hey, I'm noticing this, this, and that. What would you have me to do? Because God is so detailed, because God is so awesome, amazing, and he's loving, I'm pretty sure he'll break it down to you gently. He may give you a storyline about it. For me, he just comes pretty really blunt because he knows I'm pretty really blunt. So he'll say something like, you're the problem. <laughs> and I'll say, oh, <laughs> is that how we talking today? You know, that's the relationship that we have. So, okay, you just want to just put that all out there like that, huh? You just want to tell me that I'm the problem like that? You didn't want to, you know, beat around the bush a little bit before you said that? And I'll laugh it off and then I'll say, talk to me. Tell me what it is that I'm doing because my ultimate goal, just like your ultimate goal, we want to make sure that we are doing everything that we can to build a beautiful home. Remember, the home is a place of rest, relaxation. It's a place of safety. It's a place where you can go and you can say whatever you want, as long as you're respectful. You can do what you would like without restraints other than do not bounce the ball in the home and do not run through my house. And um, please clean up after yourself and things like that. But the home is a safety haven. It's a place of refuge. I can unload in my home. But if there's all this broken glass from all these broken pieces because of all these blows that people have taken in a home, all the shock with no shock absorbers, all the stress and the strain that's been put on the relationships in a home, who can be at peace enough to unload a heavy burden? When we think about it, it sucks. It sucks. And listen, I'm not coming as somebody who is perfect. <laughs> I'm actually coming as quite the opposite. <laughs> I was the one that everybody needed shock absorbers for. Because <laughs> I was the one that was pulling up all the blows. I was dishing them and God taught me how to take the blow that I was wrong. He taught me how to take the blow that my mouth and the words that were coming from my mouth were too sharp, that they were cutting, that they were causing pain to the people that I loved. I remember when I used to yell all the time. Oh my gosh, I couldn't stop yelling. Yikes and spikes. And the Lord said, every time you yell, all they hear is I hate you. 
I don't like you. I wish you were not here. He said they don't hear the love that flows from you for them. They don't feel that part of you that would protect them even to death. They don't feel that. And you know, I know uh, we're like, oh, everything is not about your emotions, but children, for them it is. And guess what? For you, it is too. If someone is consistently yelling at you, telling you everything that you're not, telling you everything that you're doing wrong, but they never take the time to build you up. They never take the time to appreciate you. Guess what happens? You become inoperative. You become disconnected, disconnected from life, disconnected from joy, disconnected from peace, disconnected from your happiness, disconnected from the, the, even, the desire to want to feel again. You become cold, heartless. That's what happens when boundaries are broken. When we cross the line consistently in our home, there becomes consistent disconnects. Things continue to keep shattering, breaking. Pieces become separate. The family loses its bond. And guess what? It's not a time for that. Quite the opposite. It's time for us to bond. It's time for us to bond. And that's, that's really, seriously, that's really what you want. You want God to mend the pieces so that you don't stay broken. Listen to this definition of broken. Broken says having been fractured or damaged and no longer in one piece or in working order. Yikes. Having been fractured or damaged and no longer in one piece or in working order order. There's that word order. I can't work the order. I can't do it. I'm damaged. I am fractured. I am no longer in one piece. It also says that to become to for to be broken means having given up all hope. Despairing, defeated, beaten, overpowered, overwhelmed. Damn, man, that's a whole message, isn't it? I mean, man, that is just a whole message. Who in your home feels defeated, beaten, overpowered, overwhelmed, shattered, fragmented, splintered? Who is no longer in one piece or in working order? Is it you? If it is you, I encourage you to get to a place and get to a place. That place is the altar for me. When I have given up all hope, when I feel defeated, beaten, overpowered, overwhelmed, shattered, broken, when I feel like I am no longer in one piece or working order, I fall on my face. I fall there because only God can put my pieces back together. My husband is awesome, but he's not God. He can pray for me and he can encourage me. And sometimes you need that. I'm not an island. I need to be encouraged. I need to be built up. Like Humpty Dumpty, I need somebody to help me <laughs> be put back together again. What I've found is that the Lord is the main person that knows exactly where each piece fits. He knows how to handle each piece so that when he picks up the piece, other pieces don't start breaking off. See, because... Have you ever tried to put something back together that's been broken? And when you're picking it up and you're trying to maneuver it, 
little bitty pieces start breaking off still. So you have extra little pieces that you just couldn't find maybe because it's rolled underneath something or maybe because you just could not see it with your finite eyes and with your non-microscopic eyes rather. And the, the item just doesn't look the same. For me, it was one of my cups that had all of my students' handprints on it and it broke into pieces and it made me, it honestly made me cry because it held so many awesome memories. And as I tried to put it back together, it just did not look the same. And it hurt so bad. And I begin to think of things in my life that were broken, that left shattered, smashed, fragmented pieces that left me feeling defeated, beaten, overpowered, overwhelmed. Another definition of broken says having breaks or gaps in continuity, interrupted, disturbed, disconnected. Having an uneven and rough surface, irregular, bumpy, jagged. That's what we're talking about. When we mishandle people and we try to put things back together, but because we're so faulty in the way that we're doing it, it is all wrong. We're leaving pieces missing or broken. There's some things that even our apologies will not fix. And I need you to know that. I need you to hear that. Because sometimes we get, we, we muster up all this strength just to say, I apologize. Well, that's beautiful. And that's, that's beautiful, period. Repentance going and saying, I apologize is excellent. But let me tell you what goes a step further into continued excellence is not doing it again. And not only that, give me space, give me room to allow that apology to take work, to take its course on the inside of me. And to do that, I've got to go to God. I've got to go back to my foundation. I've got to go back to the altar and I've got to say, God, this hurt me. God, this hurt me. It hurt me to my core. I do not in my own self want to forgive. I do not in my own self want to let this go. I do not. I don't. I want them to understand how it hurt me. And I remember going to God saying just those words. If you felt the passion in there, it's because I said it before. And maybe you said it before too. If you didn't say it, maybe you thought it. But I remember him saying, to let it go is for you. Because see, while you're trying to hold on to it or while you're trying to get back at someone and make them feel what you felt, they're moving on. And if not, let me tell you what you do. You become a stumbling block to yourself because while I become in my pride, I become someone who is esteeming myself like God and I say, I will not forgive you. Guess what God says to me? I will not forgive you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it, it, It's reciprocal. When we forgive others, God is able to forgive us. When we try to hold unforgiveness or we try to hold someone in contempt, when you try to confine someone in your measly little broken down, half-built prison, you in turn imprison yourself. What's it? Is it worth it? Uh, no, mayday. It's not even worth it. You've wasted this time, wasted opportunities to keep on going. You've held your own self in contempt. Ma'am, is this podcast going to be all about me? It's a starting point. If you can't understand the process of what it takes to get over points of brokenness, you're not going to be able to address the broken boundaries in your home.
something in there is broken and someone is going through a process and maybe the process is actually on a road to destruction. To bring them back takes God. That takes strategy. I can't just do that on my own. I can't heal everybody on my, on my own. As much as I love doing these podcasts, I'm telling you I'm not perfect. I'm telling you that my home is not in perfect order. I'm like description, uh, the scripture in Philippians that said, he that has begun a good work and you shall complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Our home is still being worked on. And in the time that God is working on us, I see these broken, fragmented, shattered pieces. Sometimes I see people that are overwhelmed and feel overpowered. They feel defeated and beaten. And I have to go to God and I say, I think I contributed to this. And sometimes I'm like, I know I did. And God, I'm asking you to forgive me first because these are your kids. This is your son if it's having to do with my husband. And then if it's something that I've done to myself, I say, God, this, I'm your daughter. And I'm not doing what you're asking. I, I'm making all of these excuses. But the truth is, God, sometimes I just don't know how to do it your way. In my frustration, in my anger, I mess up so much. And I need you to help me. That's why we have to start with us. Because if I'm not willing to admit that I'm faulty, that I'm doing something wrong, then God can't use me to help fix things. Because my heart is not meant, it's not, it's not even pliable. I won't even allow him to mend me. How can he use me as a tool to help fix what's broken in my home? He cannot. There was a song that we used to sing, Lord, I'm available to you. And I loved singing it. Can I tell you when I stopped singing it? It's when I realized that that song was about a whole process. It was about a whole process. It was about making myself, my heart available to God. At any given moment, I had to become willing. I had to become willing to be used by him, even in times when it was uncomfortable, even in times when I didn't feel like it. I had to make myself available. Um, what does this have to do with broken boundaries, please? I feel like you're going off. No, I'm still on. I'm still on. Because see, what happens is when my heart is pliable, when I'm someone that God can use, when I'm that vessel that he can use to sit in the middle of something and say, here, here's the solution. And then he can use me to spill and to speak what he's saying. And not only speak it, but to demonstrate it. Then he gets the glory back. He gets the glory back in my life. So maybe I was broken. Maybe I was in the process of breaking. But my dad taught me how to be someone who operates within limits. I don't cross my dividing line anymore. Because my father has taught me that I don't have to be fractured or damaged anymore. I'm actually healed. I'm able to take hits even in that area and I don't become fragmented anymore. It's like, and I say it a lot, but it's like when you hit that punching bag and even though there's dents in the punching bag, when you hit it, it doesn't just burst unless you big body balling and you just banging in everything, just smash up like, um, what's that guy, Captain America, you just busting them up. But for most of us, what happens is boom, 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 you can hit me, but boom. I'm letting them hits bounce off of me because I've learned how to take your pressure. See, when we look at each other, the family is not the our enemy. We have an enemy. Duh, Satan is our enemy. He's the one that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's the one that is trying to take over our home. He's the one that pushes us 
to cross the dividing line. And while we may not want to admit it, we give room to allow him to do so. We open some sort of door, some sort of gateway, and we allow him access in. Whether it's from what you're listening to uh, in music or what you're watching on TV or the company that you keep. What did you allow in your ear gate, in your eye gate? What did you allow? What ideology did you come up with that got you to stray away from what you knew to be correct? What you knew to be the proper way of doing things? You snapped and you crossed the line. Now, listen, some people have limits or boundaries that look like this. I cannot take someone lying to me. That right there is a break of trust and it's hard for me to recover. If I know that about someone, say it's my spouse, if I know that about my spouse and I still lie to them, guess what? I have just brought a disconnect. Now we have a break or gap in our continuity of trust. Now, guess what? (laughs) I got to build that back up. And in that process of building it back up, yes, I may get frustrated because uh, I don't see, I don't feel like my spouse is forgiving me quick enough. Well, he may not forgive you quick enough. He may not. Remember, he's got to go through that process. He's got to go through that process too. And while you like, hurry up your process and quit acting like you don't know that I'm human. We still have to remember that we crossed the line. And now we got to go back. Or maybe it's things that we do with our children. And we know that our children don't like certain things. We know that they have uh, issues with certain things and we still cross that line. Say it's that your children don't like being embarrassed. And I know some parents are like, oh, I don't even care. Some some things are just not necessary. Because I was one of those parents that I was like, do it. Do it if you want to. And I promise you, you're going to regret it. And sometimes I still say, and the Lord is like, really? Really? Is it that serious? Is it that deep? And I'm like, oh, well, help me not to do it. He's like, help you, help you. <laughs> you know not to do it. Why do you keep doing it? Why is that your go-to? When we do these things, we cross their boundaries. We cross their limits. And we bring them to a place where they're fractured and damaged and no longer in one piece or working order. They don't work that order. They don't work that respect. They don't work that honor because you are constantly breaking the line. You're you're crossing the line. You're breaking the agreement. Mama, I don't like when you do that. Okay, fair enough. Don't like when I do that. Mom, can I ask you to do this? Mom, can I ask you to do this, please? Mom, can I ask you not to do this? Okay, I won't do it. You cross the line one time. Oh, yikes. I'm so sorry. I forgot about that. Okay, well, I can forgive you because I know it's brand new. But then you just keep doing it and keep on and keep on and keep on and keep on. No remorse, no nothing. Stop it. After a while, that stuff starts hurting. Mom, I'm asking you not to do it. When you ask me not to do a thing, you expect me to do this, 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 and this. And sometimes I think that in our error, we look at our children like they don't deserve that kind of respect because they're children. They better just do what I say and not complain. That mentality is all wrong. God's not like that. God respects even children. And you're no different. You're definitely not better. We have to respect the fact that our children have boundaries. They have lines. Just like we ask our children to respect that we have boundaries. We have a dividing line. We have to do that. It's important. It's so important to do that. And I know sometimes we think of it like, as I, listen, for me, let me just share my side, just because sometimes it's hard for us to swallow a truth until somebody opens up that little icebreaker. 
Um, I tell you, uh, with my children, a lot of times I will, (laughs) I'll say or do little stuff. And I, I told myself, like, when I first became a parent, like, I'm not taking no stuff. I'm not having no kids talking to me crazy. Man, they better not even think about doing this or that. Well, life happened and challenge. Here comes children who feel entitled. They feel like they can say what they want or do what they want. And guess what? It took me somewhere. And guess where it took me? It took me to the place of the altar. Oh my goodness, it took me to a place at the altar and I was like, Lord, you have to help me because if not, I'm going to become that old, oh, not so nice parent. And I did. Yikes. I tipped over the edge. I became the not so nice parent. And I needed God to rescue me from me because what happened is I had crossed my dividing line because they crossed theirs. It was a tit for tat. I wasn't mature enough to handle what they were doing. I didn't know how to do it right. I just, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. And sometimes even in my prayer, it just seemed like God wasn't answering quick enough. I was so impatient, Uh, still struggling with the area of patience, if I might say so myself, but I was so impatient and waiting on God to tell me exactly what to do was painful for me. Sometimes still is like, um, father, why are you waiting? What what is taking so long? I know, I know, I know there's a whole lot of people probably asking questions, but normally you answer right away. So I can't blame it on that. And you're all knowing, all powerful. So you're fully able to answer me right, right now. You know, what does that sound like? Does that sound like our entitled children who feel like we should do everything when they want, how they want? And if we do not, it's going to be smoke in the city. Well, shooky dooky quack quack. Don't we get like that as adults, as parents? I tell you, (laughs) my patience runs thinner than thin, than thin, than thin, than thin. It runs super duper thin sometimes. And I just, I would rather not be patient. I would rather be able to to perform in my... uh, in my arrogance and in my error at times. And in times I do, in times I do, in times I get out of character and I have to go back to the Lord and say, please, please, not only am I asking you to to fix this, I'm asking you to heal whoever I stepped on in the process. Broken boundaries, while we're talking about broken boundaries in the home, they don't just happen in the home. Sometimes we cross boundaries. We break boundaries for others as well. You know, if I don't know you, it's not okay for me to disrespect you because I don't know you. It's not okay to push past you to get what I want because I don't know you and you're just going to take it. In our error, we ask people to accept us continuously crossing the line. Because we want them to be patient with us while we're being worked on. Huh? That's not okay. If you continue in sin, uh, it's still sin and it's still wrong. And the wages of sin is death. You are continuing on a sin on a path that leads to death. Are you okay with that? And for some of you who say, yeah, I'm fine with that because I don't believe this or that's fine. But other people do not have to be okay with your foolishness and folly. If you believe that, that is your misconception. And in your foolishness and folly, you are asking people to accept your ignorance, to accept that. No, thank you. I don't have to accept being disrespected. I don't have to accept you crossing lines. 
Not when you know better. Not when you know better. That's just too much. Too much. Too hot for the hot tub. It's just too much. It's a no-no. It's a no-go in my book. When we look at the Ten Commandments, we look at the thou shalt nots. Thou shalt not. I think that was one of the first things we learned in Bible study. Thou shalt not. If you thought you were going to, let me remind you, thou shalt not. Do not pass go without knowing what you shall not do. The Bible sets so many limits, so many boundaries. I just said one, the wages of sin is death. And then it says there is a way that seems right to a man, but when you put that but in there, that means, hey, everything else was null and void before me because this is the part that really matters. The end thereof is death. So you can keep on keeping on if you want to, but I tell you that the end ain't gonna win. Not if you keep on in that way. Not if you keep on that way. Not if you keep opening your mind, your ears, your will, your emotion to foolishness. Shut the gate. Shut the door. Close the curtains. Don't let them in. These thoughts, these mindsets. These concepts that are not True, they hold no weight. They hold no value. They are illusions of a disillusioned truth. It's not even real. It's a mirage. That's what I'm saying to you. It's not even real. It's not real. These mindsets that we carry are not real to believe that we can continue on having broken boundaries in our home. If I, the way I explain what can happen on the inside of you, if that happens with you as adult, what about a child? Oh, they're resilient. They bounce back. Should they have to? Should they have to bounce back from your mess? Well, you just said we're being worked on. Yeah, but let that not be your excuse. Let that not be your excuse. Because that's what it is. It's an excuse. It's some thought up mess that you made up in your mind that was made what you're doing to be acceptable. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I do that because God knows my heart. Well, I'm just saying that, Lord, because you know my heart, that excuses the mess that I'm doing. Uh, No, it doesn't. It still makes it wrong, wrong, and more wrong. We have to be mindful. Though our children are children, though our children should be seen and not heard, though we should train up a child in the way that they should go, and uh, they won't depart from it. Though we should do all those things, it doesn't mean that we have a right to cross their limits. The Bible talks about not provoking our children to wrath. We shouldn't provoke our children to anger. Now, Ty, listen, I'm listening to all this, but can you bring a healthy balance to this? Yes. Giving your child instructions is not provoking them to wrath. How you do it may. If I tell my child, this is what I expect of you, that is a reasonable instruction. Reasonable. How I go to enforce it may be all wrong. It may provoke them to anger, provoke them to wrath. For some, it causes them to snap on the inside. It causes a chemical imbalance and they turn in a way that God help if they don't get back to the right side. That's not what we want. That's not what we're looking for. We want the potter to put us back together again. He's the potter 
and we're the clay. We want him to put things back together again. If you have not already, I encourage you to go back to organizing the home and bringing us establishing order in the home. Because looking at those two, those are kind of foundational things. Organizing and bringing order, it actually brings a lot of peace. Because when things are working in order, things are smoother. You can do more. You can have more peace. There's respect. There's honor. And God gets the glory out of that home. You want to be the house. You want to have the house that God built. Remember we talked about the wise woman, how a wise woman builds her house, but the foolish woman will pull it down or pluck it down with her hands. Mom, are you building your home? Are you crossing the line? Or can you say no, but I've had many lines crossed. My children have run over me. They have beaten me down and I, I honestly don't even know how to get up from the place that I'm in. Sometimes I don't even have the strength to encourage myself. Sometimes I don't even have the strength to get up and be a parent. Sometimes I really don't want to be a parent anymore. I really want to stop. I'm really tired of how they talk to me. I'm really tired of how they treat me. I'm really tired of how they disrespect me. No matter what I do, it's not good enough. No matter how much I give, it's not enough. So when you're telling me about all of these lines and all of these boundaries, they're not even willing to fix themselves. And here's the, here's the part that, that takes God. Oh, it takes, it takes, it takes, it takes, it takes, it takes God. Here's the part. Because guess what? While I'm fixing myself, I cannot make other people stop crossing the line. Oh, you can whoop them. That does not make them stop crossing the line. It does not. It sounds good. In a lot of ways, we wish it was the truth. <laughs> but think about this. God doesn't make us do anything. He may put us in positions where we like, Ooh, I'm just going to straighten it out. But he doesn't make us. He gives you a choice. And that's what I love about God. Even though he is who he is and he knows that beside him, there is really no other. He does not make us serve him. He doesn't make us love him. He simply is who he is. And he allows his work, his love, his compassion, his grace, his mercy to speak for itself. And as parents, that's what we have to do. Once I give out the instruction, and guess what? God holds us accountable to continuing to give the instruction. I'm going to continue to tell you that this is what you should be doing. This is what is unacceptable to me. I'm going to continue to do it. And then what I do as a parent who understands that you may be going through something. I don't excuse what, you, uh, what you're doing compared to what you're going through. I'm not excusing your actions. Your actions are still wrong. And I expect them to change. And I'm telling you to do what is needed to change them. Some children need more than just that continued enforcement, that continued reminder, that continued redirect. Some of them honestly need counseling. Some of them are not able to tell you what's going on in, on the inside of them. Some of them are broken and maybe you don't understand what it was that broke them. And for some of you, your children might tell you, oh man, somebody said this to me and said that to me and we brush it off like so? No, 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 no. You don't understand those words hurt them. That action did something to them and it needs to be addressed. You have to give them room to heal. They're hurting. 
And while it may not be a lot to you, may you may feel like, oh, you weak. You're a punk. Ah, you can't handle nothing. You don't have a right to dismiss their emotions. As a parent, your job is to put them in the right direction, point them in the right direction so that they can heal properly. So that they don't develop emotions that become so broken, disconnected. Remember, you don't want to bring a uh, break or gap in continuity of how they function in a healthy and proper way. You want to redirect them. You want to point them in the right direction because they, they need to heal. Maybe your child is not communicating the way that they should. Maybe you have redirected them so many times that you feel like you need to redirect yourself up out the house and find you a new family. Just maybe, maybe you are hurt to your core and you're like, I've, I've listened to all of the podcasts. I've, I've watched all the videos. I encourage you to now become the person who relies completely and totally on God. There's places that I've gotten to where I've listened to my children talk and do things. Shoot, I remember even when they were toddlers and I was pregnant uh, and I was pregnant a lot too. Um, but this one particular time I had just had a miscarriage and, um, I finally was getting to carry my son. And while I was carrying my son, they were just doing the most. It was so hard to get them to do what I was asking. They're like four and six years old. I'm like, are you kidding me? I will break your jaw. (laughs) I was so frustrated. And, um, I was so frustrated. And I remember going to the Lord and I said, you've got to fix this. You have got to fix this. I don't know what else to do, but I'm telling you, I'm two seconds from snapping. And the way he showed me them was really interesting. The way he showed me how they were adjusting to mommy being without energy anymore. See, the mom that they knew went on tours of parks in the summer. The mom that they knew was fun and jovial and was always dancing around, singing and playing with them. But this mommy is tired. This mommy was overwhelmed and this little body on the inside of my body was overpowering me. I was disconnected. And they were taking the blows that I was giving them. And those blows had become fractures and damages pieces. They were no longer in one piece or in working order. And they were four and six. Every opportunity they got to express their energy and strength, they were taking it. And I believe in their uh, childrenly wisdom. Is that a word, childrenly? I just, I'm just going to use it for today, if you don't mind. And their childrenly wisdom, they understood that I can turn out almost as much as I want. And because my mom is so tired, she's not going to do anything about it. Yippee! But I did. I did do something about it. I remember one time I went to Lee Church. And one of my church dads came and he said, um, he said, I know you're tired. He said, and I know that you feel like it's not going to get better. He said, but running will not solve it. Come on back in and I'll help you. And, um, They looked at him like their grandfather, and that's exactly what they called him, uh, Papa. And they, um, one of them even wanted to be a fireman like him and my father-in-law. It's probably one of the only times you'll hear me say the word father-in-law, but um, it blessed me so much because it showed me that 
when I feel like I'm giving up, God always sends help for me. And I'm not always talking about somebody coming along and helping hand. Sometimes that, but most of the time, he reminds me that as a father, he hears me. That I'm not going to lose it. That I'm not going to go over the edge. I'm going to keep my sanity. I'm not going to lose it. So I encourage you the same way. You're not going to lose it. You're going to win. You just got to do something different. The way you were doing it before wasn't working well. But get on your face. Get on your knees. Go to worshiping in the house. Put on your praise music. Get your dance shoes on. And get another strategy from on high. God's got some words to give you. He's got some tools for you to use. And these tools that he's got is actually going to get the job done. Father, I lift up every mom who has broken a boundary or who has had someone who has broken boundaries in their life. I lift up the homes to you that have broken boundaries and they are broken and they need you to heal and to mend. Father, I ask that you would forgive us for those things that we did. Forgive us, God, and help us, Lord God, to forgive others. God, let us not hold them in contempt, Lord God, that you not hold us in contempt. Father, I ask, Lord God, that you would bring health and healing to the homes. Oh, God, and give patience to those who need it so that they, Lord God, God can allow people to go through that process of healing from their fractures, from those damaged, wounded pieces. Father, you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I can ask or think. There is nothing too big or too hard for you. Help moms. Help children. Help the fathers because we need you. Father, we ask that you do it now. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to like, love, share, super subscribe uh, to the podcast. We have been talking about broken boundaries. And on Wednesday at 10 a.m., we will be talking about reasonable limits. Because once we get on a path of uh, being healed from these broken boundaries, now we have to set reasonable limits. And we have to know what those are. So remember, like, share, subscribe. I appreciate you. And I hope you have an amazing day. This is Ty, the Family Made Mom. Be blessed.